to I'm make you a I'm stuck with joined with. <laughs> or today we have Jen with us. Today no. we have a special guest ah, with us. That's good. Okay, let me do it again. Because that sounded so forced. <laughs> Cinema Science, a podcast in which we interview graduate students using pop culture references as a talking point. We'll discuss the science behind your favorite movies, games, and TV shows, and each episode will feature a new topic and guest who will answer questions from you guys, our wonderful listeners. Um, as always, I'm Heidi, and today I'm here with Anne. Hi there. How are you doing today, Anne? You always ask me. <laughs> you always say the same thing. And I, I know. I always say, oh, I'm doing good. Well, it's good that you're doing good. <laughs> doing good as always. Oh, that's so good to hear. Uh, today we have a special guest with us, uh, Jen Einstein. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Do you prefer Jen or Jennifer? Uh, usually Jen. Okay. Just not Jenny. No Jenny. Uh, no Jenny. No I'm not Jenny. a Jenny. Jenny from the block. I'm already too short, so <laughs> don't need extra diminutives. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so you're a grad student at the University of Utah. I am. Can you tell us a little bit about your research? Sure. Um, I work uh, in the lab of Jason Shepard, and I look at the molecular mechanisms of synapse formations, um, which are, is the connections between neurons and how they might be involved in learning and memory. Very cool. And so you're here as our special guest today to be talking about Fight Club. Yes, I am. Yes. That movie was like a huge deal when it came out. I remember everyone was talking about it and mm -hmm. it was like blowing people's minds. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. I was in high school and I watched it so many times <laughs> and I haven't watched it in a long time since then, you know, until recently, uh -huh. but uh, I, I was a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I saw it and I did not expect that ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spoilers. I guess we should spoilers. just start off with that. From like <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. I feel like when a movie's that old, you yeah. don't have to say spoilers anymore. You might You're not allowed have to, to worry about, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did not see that coming at all. Like, no, same. I everyone was like, "Oh, there were clues," and I was like, "Maybe I just was really bad at paying attention." But I, <laughs> I did not see that coming. Which part are about you like how Tyler Durden was actually the narrator? Oh, like uh, creation. Pitt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I'm, I picked it up eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you give us a really quick synopsis of the movie? Um, sure. So Fight Club is about this guy. He works for a car company assessing insurance claims, and he's not too happy with his life. It's kind of rolling along, but nothing's really happening, and he just is getting sent all over the place on work trips and trying to make these people's claims not valid so that the car company can screw their customers. At least that's how I read it. Um, <laughs> and he, he's having trouble with some in insomnia and some, like, weird things happening in his head. Um, so he starts going to all these self-help groups and that kind of makes him feel good for a little while, but he's not actually, he doesn't have any of the problems that 
the people in the self-help groups have. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of going there to make himself feel better. (sighs) So he goes to like tuberculosis meetings. Oh my gosh. testicular cancer meetings and I mean that's all one way to spend your time <laughs> I, yeah yeah I, I guess like if you're depressed maybe yeah, um, seeing other people that are in worse circumstances that's than true. yourself maybe yeah. that can help seems um, like a bad vibe though like yeah. Yeah. no one's happy to be at the like tuberculosis meeting for some reason it made him calm um until he spotted another individual who was also like a quote-unquote tourist Mm. to the self-help groups um this woman marla singer and uh she's also she even went to the testicular cancer (laughs) uh self-help group so she was definitely not having testicular cancer. <laughs> Big giveaway right there. Yeah. Um, but then as the as the movie develops, he kind of uh, starts, I guess, the way they present it is he's making friends with this guy, Tyler Durden, and they kind of, they start beating each other up, and then they end up... As you do with yeah. friendships. Classic yeah, friend you know, no big deal. When Might we're done well. with this recording, Anna and I are going to go fight. Yeah, you, but you've got to have a brawl out in the parking lot, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's how Heidi and I met. At yeah. Club. <laughs> just <laughs> punching each other like, in the hey, face. like, hey, you want to start a neuroscience podcast? Because those things are like, yeah. just hand in hand. They're basically <laughs> the same thing. And yeah. also you need a bloody nose. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so they and they they keep doing that for a while and then like it just kind of keeps progressing and eventually yeah. they're they have this kind of cult built around them where they make soap from human liposuction remains oh, and uh do I all kinds of weird that. things Holy crap. yeah because <laughs> then they're that. selling then they're selling rich people their own fat asses back to them <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so, yeah. that's pretty um yeah it's kind of a little bit of a, a commentary like there's definitely some mental health things that are going on in the movie but yes. there's also some commentary yes. on like some consumerism and yeah. capitalism and mm-hmm. some of those aspects as well so mm-hmm. I liked someone I was like just reading some response to a movie like or to the movie and someone was saying how like the whole movie is really like anti-society and like oh everyone like consumerism and stuff like that but then they just go and join a different society basically like <laughs> they join a, a cult like they're trying to get rid of or get out of the consumerist society and then they just join a different one so yeah, just yeah. Making their own. Yeah, yeah they don't really progress or like uh-huh go above they just went sideways basically. yeah <laughs> well they just go like the anarchy route instead yeah, yeah. of the, ar- the archy route. but like how are you an anarchist if you're all they like all shave their heads and they don't have names and they all wear the same clothes and they do whatever tyler tells them like yeah. that's not anarchy so i feel like every cult could be taken to be as some sort of you know government control yeah, Once it I gets mean. to a certain yeah. Yeah. size or hierarchy levels. Yeah, yeah. like you're not yeah. free. You're just now in a different set of rules, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. But maybe with more soap money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the movie basically, you know, the, the Fight Club, it's all these guys fighting each other. But eventually the big reveal is that Brad Pitt and Edward Norton have been the same person the whole time, right? <gasps> yes. Yeah. Da da da. Yeah, and so different people interpret that in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the movie interpreted it, they kind of took 
different symptoms from a couple of different mental health disorders and mm. combine them. So mm. it makes it really confusing for people watching to actually understand the disorder that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think it is a dissociative identity disorder. A lot of other people think it's schizophrenia. Mm. Uh, the way it's presented in the movie, it actually has elements of both Um, but it really is more schizophrenia than dissociative identity disorder um and that's because dissociative identity disorder is it's usually caused by childhood trauma and Mm. it's also um the different identities don't know about each other and in the movie edward norton's character and um tyler durden uh played by brad pitt they obviously know they know of each other. They're like making friends. So yeah. it's definitely more of a schizophrenia type situation. I see. But that's weird, too, because while there are visual hallucinations sometimes in schizophrenia, they're never that detailed and they're they're much more likely to be auditory. Um, I see. So it, it's still it's still not really a clear portrayal of schizophrenia. Okay. Either, but there's some elements there. Okay. So how exactly is schizophrenia defined then? So it depends on which doctor you're talking you're talking to, um, and hmm. probably which DSM you're looking at to a certain extent. Also, yeah. sometimes schizophrenia is diagnosed based on the absence of, like, by ruling out a lot of other mental health disorders. But the the most common things that people know about are the um, the positive uh, symptoms that they have, like auditory and visual hallucinations. There's also negative affect disorders. Like they won't, they'll have um, decreased emotion and decreased uh, sensitivities. There's lots of uh, difficulty with sensory integration and like mm-hmm. their um, executive function. They're not good at making decisions and organizing themselves. So mm-hmm. it kind of, there's like too much information. They don't, they can't always identify what is the correct relevant information and so things become disorganized and kind of wacky and they can't always tell what's real Hmm. so it sounds like there are a lot of symptoms that could or could not be presented do we know what is causing this to begin with like what causes schizophrenia uh they do not know Um, sounds like a hard question yeah (laughs) it's likely uh likely based at least partially on genetics a lot of uh schizophrenia will run in families and if Hmm. there's a parent with schizophrenia their children are a lot more likely to have it but there also is some um indications that there could be some environmental factors contributing so we really don't know for sure as of yet um we just kind of keep doing more research and also it's probably not just one disease it's like a whole just like with autism there's a whole spectrum and family of diseases and they just end up getting diagnosed based on their symptoms not their underlying cause so Hmm. Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah. Are there any ways to cure schizophrenia right now or at least manage the symptoms? Um, they can manage the symptoms. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of antipsychotics that they'll apply. Uh, a lot of the older antipsychotics have some really horrible side effects. Um, some of the newer ones are a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. but usually it's a combination of, uh, antipsychotic drug therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy and then like establishing a, a support network around the person so that they have people to reach out to to Mm -hmm. make sure that they are connected with reality Mm -hmm. because that can be probably the most um, disorienting like if they have a family member that dies then they might Mm -hmm. still sometimes like hear their voice and oh wait are they really dead yeah Uh, it gets really confusing yeah 
So it sounds like the way, um, crap, what's the character's name in Fight Club? Well, Edward Norton. It sounds like the way that- He doesn't have a name. Oh, the narrator. So that's the whole thing. Yeah. He doesn't have a name. Um, I watched this movie. I swear I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ed Norton, right? That's his name. That's his name. Such a method actor. (laughs) (laughs) So the way he's- he is in the movie. Um, he's basically seeing this hallucination. Is that typically what schizophrenics see as well? Uh, it's highly unlikely that as somebody with schizophrenia would see a, a fully manifested mm. person in like in front of them. Mm-hmm. They're my, more likely to kind of like see some sort of visual hallucination out of like the side of their eye or something oh, okay. like. It, it's it's more like it's I think it's more common for it to be on the subtle side oh. as far as the visual hallucinations are concerned. Okay. The auditory hallucinations can be very, very distinct. Right. Um, hmm. But uh, uh, as there's probably a whole a whole spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, the real difference is with schizophrenia, it's very likely that it's environmental it's genetic or environmental and it's like more of a developmental thing mm-hmm. schizophrenia often doesn't manifest until it's teens or oh. even 20s hmm. um males are more likely to um start developing symptoms in their late teens early to late teens whereas females are more likely to start showing symptoms in their like mid 20s although oh. the overall gender pre- tr- gender prevalence i think is similar okay. but just how it manifests um whereas dissociative identity disorder is really really associated with some sort of trauma like something happened oh. to you and be- and while that was happening your brain created this whole other persona so that huh. your real pers- your real personality didn't doesn't have to deal with that. Hmm. And it can actually, it can fragment more. There can be, you know, multiple personalities that interact with each other and, oh, wow. But, and even mask the actual, like, underlying base personality, like, yeah. the, the real person. But I think it, it, everything I've read about dissociative identities is very trauma based hmm, okay. versus, versus otherwise. Yeah. And in the movie, I don't think the narrator really ever mentions that he has, like, a trauma or something. He says, like, his dad was, like, kind of absent. But I think the main thing he complains about is like his insomnia throughout yeah but I was wondering is there any connection between like insomnia and psychological disorders they're kind of they're they often coexist um and people who have schizophrenia who are taking medication but then discontinue taking medication because the side effects are bad if they have sleeping product problems also they're much more likely to have problems when they go off their medication hmm. um so it's definitely associated with the disease but and they uh, but i don't think they have to necessarily coexist hmm. but it's common that they do okay what types of treatments are available for people with dissociative disorders? Is it similar to? I think it's mostly cognitive behavioral. Okay. Like they're trying to do, they're, tr- but it's really challenging. Even to get diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder, it yeah. takes like seven to ten years because really? for people to even realize that there's multiple personalities happening yeah. in the same person mm-hmm. and not just like, oh, you know, I'm I'm in a different mood today than yeah. I was the other day, uh-huh. and then when the and then to treat 
that. They have to do like individual cognitive behavioral therapy on each of the yeah. individual different personalities wow. and try to figure out somehow how to integrate the like the schism of per- yeah. schism of personalities into one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's quite a challenge. I don't know. I don't no details about the drug therapies for Uh that um but i I think there's a lot of a lot of um psychotherapy involved (laughs) even once you identify it yeah definitely so at what point do people typically go in to get checked for schizophrenia or dissociative disorder like how much do they typically present like what Mm. types of symptoms do they are most obvious that they should get checked out for these disorders i mean if they're starting if they're hearing voices Mm -hmm. um that's probably a pretty good indicator a lot of times you know it'll be like a teenage boy it'll be you know they're They'll go in and they'll just start trying to rule out different things mm-hmm. by different um, um, psychometric testing, like mm-hmm. just looking at their different uh, cognitive performance. And um, a lot of there's a lot of problems with attention and executive functions and learning mm-hmm. and memory as mm-hmm. well as sensory processing in mm-hmm. schizophrenia. So they really, but a lot of those things also happen in other mental disorders. Yeah. So that's why yeah. it's a little bit of a process of elimination mm-hmm. to a certain Gosh. extent. That would be so, if you don't know like what causes it and you don't know what symptoms to look for and yeah. you don't know necessarily the best way to treat it, that just seems like it'd be very difficult right. yeah. from every aspect of treatment to die like diagnosis to treatment and yeah in, in like some some um disorders there'll be like decreased attention or decreased uh activity in the brain but with schizophrenia a lot of times there'll be more or there'll be hmm. really like they'll with the insomnia thing they'll have problems they'll they'll have problems focusing but they'll be really awake and really hypersensitive oh. and paranoia is also really commonly associated with that i mean the, right. the auditory and visual hallucinations don't help you right. hear voices telling you so- that somebody across the road is watching you or stalking you or something you're gonna get really paranoid (laughs) and if you don't have if you can't tell that that's not real then and that you kind of is you know a positive feedback loop where you just kind of get obsessed with it and then get worried and so (laughs) so in the end we find out that tyler is not just like the narrator's buddy or some like person he ran into on the plane that is actually the narrator (gasps) and so could you just tell us a little bit about like who Tyler Durden is supposed to be like who's he supposed to represent to yeah well so Ed Norton who who is nameless throughout the movie um is not too happy with his life he's just (laughs) he's going along he's uh He's being a consumer, buying his uh, yin-yang-shaped coffee tables. Yeah, his Ikea, man. His Ikea Ikea. nesting instincts. They're like always hating on Ikea. I know. It's pretty cheap, nice stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, so so Tyler is kind of like the manifestation of everything the narrator wants to be. He wants to be free. He wants to be unencumbered by all these things that he feels like he needs to buy. He he doesn't want to have to worry about people. He, He wants to... I guess he wants to beat people up, <laughs> um, but it's huh. it's kind of about taking out all of his frustration from his life out hmm. and, and releasing it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So Jen, in your professional opinion, what do you think about the movie's uh, depiction of schizophrenia and dissociative disorder? Um, I think they gave I think they gave it on both disorders uh, quite a bad rap. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I yeah. don't think most people with schizophrenia are not mm-hmm. violent. Definitely not violent towards others for the most part. If anything, they're more likely to be violent towards themselves. Mm. But um, it's more, uh, they don't usually aren't, aren't aggressive. In fact, people with schizophrenia are less likely to be violent than really? people in the general population, except <laughs> uh-huh. when they get into one of their, like, they have the wrong hallucin, um, the wrong auditory hallucination mm-hmm. and they think somebody's out to get them when I it's see. combined with the paranoia and their kind of, their survival instinct kicks mm-hmm. in and they have to feel like they have to protect themselves yeah. or somebody that they love, mm-hmm. um, or somebody else that's close to them that's when they get more aggressive and potentially violent um, the way it's depicted in the movie where you know they just start beating each other up and yeah. they then you know elevate it to this cult like mass mayhem trying to bring down credit card companies yeah. and yeah, bomb yeah. buildings and all of that that is not typical schizophrenic behavior no, that just sounds like a lot of work yeah. <laughs> does sound like a lot of work <laughs> Yeah. And, and also for somebody that's really untethered from reality. I mean, mm. I guess that's why it'd be good to have a cult around you. Mm. Not everybody's going to have schizophrenia. So some yeah. of those people are going to know where to go to be connected to reality, but not in this movie, though. Yeah. All those people seem like they're kind of disconnected. They all seem kind of disconnected. So really, from all people are. That's true. Trash. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real message. (laughs) So you had mentioned before that um, schizophrenia can be caused from environmental factors. What kind of environmental factors could cause it? Um, So there's some evidence that some sorts of viral infections can Uh, precipitate the development of schizophrenia. Some people think that... uh, early exposure to to marijuana can contribute like uh you know if you're if you're smoking pot when your brain is still developing during your mm-hmm. teenage years that might change your uh, brain chemistry in mm-hmm. some ways that could contribute oh. to uh its development uh but really we don't know all the details there's yeah, a, there's, there's a lot so of many. possibilities yeah. <laughs> but any anything that affects the synapse development oh <laughs> What's a synapse, Jen? Oh, right. <laughs> um, synapses are the the connections between brain cells, um, oh, okay. and one of the things that I study. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And is it is it thought that this is something that's different when people with schizophrenia? Their synapses, or is this like an I- research idea? So, well, it's probably one of the hypotheses is that the, the dopamine levels might be altered, and so that could change the way that synapses are pruned. Um, hmm. So when you're going through development, you start out with a ton of synapses. Mm-hmm. And then during um, uh, certain periods of development called the critical period, those are pruned back because you don't want too many synapses in your brain. You want the right number. You want hmm. only the signals that are connected to reality, mm-hmm. to, to real sensory experiences, to be the ones that are maintained. Mm-hmm. And that's how you learn. So if you don't prune your synapses or well, 
as if you have control <laughs> over like you're out gardening. Which, yeah, yeah. Like in we your could brain. Lose I want one. this synapse. Um, <laughs> like, oh, um, I want no. the smart synapse <laughs> to stay. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, if only we could control what we learn and what we remember. Um, but yeah, somebody with schizophrenia might not have the same degree of pruning mm. that happens. And so they might just not be able, and that could be why they can't tell what's real, I is see. because all of the sensory input coming in hmm. seems like it could be probable and so because i mean your brain is all based on a certain level of probability signals cross and oh that must be real because it's you know confirmed and from more than one sensory modality Mm -hmm. like i can hear it and i can see it or i can smell it and i can taste it so interesting okay i remember in part of the movie tyler's like we're the like forgotten middle children. He's like bitching that they couldn't fight in a war. It's like <laughs> we don't have a like we don't have a Great Depression. We don't have a World War Two. We're like, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I think- that's like their alternative to the draft is like they did. Like I just I had no sympathy for that. Yeah. Like, so much privilege comes from that comp. Like that yeah, that yeah. one statement. Well, yeah. yeah. Like and a lot of that I think <laughs> like a lot of the movie is also dealing with like the cult of toxic masculinity yeah, and that's how true. that is yeah. uh, contributing, especially if if uh, you know people don't have an outlet, uh, then they will find one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if yeah. they don't have a war to fight or, uh, you know, something mm-hmm. to fight against or something to stand up for and they're just kind of going along humdrum, yeah. they, mm-hmm. uh, it, they might, they might implies, go down the wrong road. Yeah, it yeah. implies that you need that to, like, find happiness. They're like, since we don't have a war, we need something. And, like, what they come up with is like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you could come up with other things. Yeah, you, you definitely could come up could. with more productive For ways sure. to you contribute to society. Yeah, you yeah, can have exactly. meaning in your life beyond buying Ikea furniture that's not fighting in a war or fighting in a fight club yeah Yeah. oh but i do i do feel like a lot of people get stuck in the like consumer cycle of Mm. uh oh i you know my friend has this great new iphone i gotta have the the even though my 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 phone is totally fine i better upgrade it's not as shiny anymore right it's not i I cracked the screen and but (laughs) it still works but because the screen's cracked Time to. I yeah. feel like that's kind of a comment on our on our society at large. Yeah, that is like, true. Which, but I feel like a lot of the younger generation is trying to get more away from some of the materialism of yeah. the older generation. Like, I've been seeing a lot of articles lately about how millennials are ruining all these industries. That's right. But they're ruining industries like. <laughs> Craft cheese, yeah, and like, yeah, Applebee's right. destroyed tuna itself. Fish. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry that younger people have taste. Well, there was an article that was saying that uh, millennials like weren't buying enough turkeys. Like, they were buying the six pound turkeys, and it was like, I'm sorry, we don't want to a overeat, and two, we don't have like massive families already, right? Yeah. And also the money thing. You know, we're so like drowning in. Well, some of us yeah. <laughs> are drowning in student debt so yeah. much that. Uh, you don't you try to minimize what you buy yeah. at like as much as humanly possible yeah because it's difficult to survive especially as a graduate student yeah exactly <laughs> it's really, you really got to pick and choose yeah <laughs> exactly and the movie seems to touch on that a little bit with like talking about the psychology of your um economic status too and i yeah. know there's a little bit of psychology around like you know being from a poor 
like community. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, not having enough money to cover, you know, your basic bills, even Mm -hmm. when you're working hard or working, you know, full time or overtime and still not being able to pay your bills or uh, provide the basics for your family Mm -hmm. is really depressing. But then that in turn will contribute to being making it more difficult to be motivated to Mm -hmm. make more money. So it's kind of a downward spiral where it's like self-perpetuating or it might be something like there's all these payday loan uh, lenders and things. So people will go get a loan to, you know, get through the next week. But then they can't pay it back and they just get caught under this mountain of interest and debt that they can't escape Mm. from. Yeah. And and then they never are able to recover. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, and then their psychology gets worse and they can't exactly. Right. It just it just consumes their entire existence. They can't think of anything else except money because they don't have any money. Yeah. Um so that's definitely a problem. And mm-hmm. uh, in, in in the movie, they, they, they uh, are trying to bring down all the credit card companies. Yeah, <laughs> so, to get rid of all the but debt. But right? I would not yeah. recommend, you know, exploding buildings yep. in the you middle probably, of a large city. Also, so. like, I mean, I assume that's like records are backed up. So yeah, it's all on the computer now. Right? It's all in the cloud. It's I guess they the didn't cloud. have the cloud back then. But. In, in, in 1996. Yeah, <laughs> I would true. think if they had a skyscraper, they probably had another computer somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they might have had it not, backed up in multiple locations. I would hope so, yeah. Yeah, I was a, I was a little skeptical about that approach as Saving well. Saving data 101. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, that's like Multiple locations. <laughs> Email it to yourself. Yeah, I guess I guess it was the internet back then, but not really the cloud yeah, per se that's true. in the same way that it is now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they do kind of like leave it. And like, I feel like at the very end, it's just the narrator and Marla and they're just watching these buildings fall. And then it's like the Pixies, where's my mind? And yeah. it like cuts out. Yeah. Like what happens after that? Like, yeah, right? seriously. <laughs> well, I was looking today and apparently they did make, um, well, so this whole movie was based on a book. Yeah. Um, apparently, they made a second, a Fight Club two. What? <laughs> I didn't know this until no, they today. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't know they that did, either. and they gave the. Um, I don't know if it's a movie or if it was just like a comic book huh. type thing. I didn't know. That. Um, what? But they gave the narrator name. Apparently, the narrator's name in the second book or movie or whatever it is is Sebastian what? and he, oh, he's no. married to Marla <laughs> and they have a nine-year-old daughter Sebastian. or son <laughs> or yeah there's 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 other they do is uh, it written by Chuck Palahniuk am I pronouncing I, right? I would have to look into oh, it more okay. I don't know for I don't even know if it's a book or a movie or like okay. what exactly it, is. it sounds like it's it was but um there there is more to the story available. It, wow. it did yeah. not sound like it was yeah, it probably like the as high of a quality <laughs> as the uh, initial iteration. But what's, what's left to do? Didn't he like cure quote cure his uh, schizophrenia at the end of the first oh, movie? And- oh, so they were saying then in the in that one, Tyler Durden instead of being a manifestation of his own mind, yeah. can be caught by other people and like oh, start no. inner like oh. so it's like a projection. Or- yeah. Or something. I wasn't really clear on that, and I didn't see it or read it. So, so wait, are you saying that other people can start hallucinating? Brad yeah, Pitt? that's what it, oh, they made I it mean, sound oh, like. I see. Okay, <laughs> I hallucinate Brad Pitt. What? <laughs> right? Oh darn! <laughs> if you were to start your own project, mayhem, how would you fund it? So they sold soap made out of human lard. 
Oh man. Would hmm. you are you going into the soap business or do, would you have another? I, I doubt industry? I would go into <laughs> the soap business. I, I like to do aerial on the side, so Ooh. I'd probably try to convince a bunch of circus artists to do aerial with me and make That's money really that cool. way. Ah. So we do aerial fabrics and um hammock and rope and like hang off each other and dangle by our ankles oh and that my kind gosh. of thing. So. so you'd like charge for people to come watch you. Yeah, perform. yeah. You yeah. know, like we could do street performer things or you That's know cool. convince somebody to let us have a stage what? or That's cool. get some sort of get an outdoor rig and just have it in the park. <laughs> that, so the last scene in Fight Club would have been so much cooler if they were doing aerial while the explosions were going oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just really what that movie was. Down, yeah, exactly. Aerial, just like um, rappelling down yeah. the sides of yeah. the exploding buildings now and that, then jumping off with squirrel suits. Yeah. <laughs> now that would get my attention. Like, yes. Yes, definitely. I want to give them my money. Yeah. <laughs> this society is this clearly going to be better than the one we're exploding. Exactly. <laughs> I really think this cult has some good ideas. <laughs> the aerial society. What about you, Anne? Gosh, I don't know. So if I needed to fund my own cult, how would I fund it? You know, I'm thinking maybe like taking something that's like already established, like Girl Scout cookies or something, and then just like taking all that money. <laughs> yeah, you can sell all the sub. Samoas? Wait, samosa? Wait, what are they called? Samoas, yeah. Samosas are like an Indian. <laughs> they are. I like potatoes. I had one last night. They're so good. Gosh, maybe I'll sell samosas. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd take something that already had like a structure and then just profit oh. off of it because I'm kind of lazy. So, so Girl Scout cookies, but all year round. That's true. But then maybe like the novelty wears off. You wouldn't get as many true. people buying them. Yeah, because yeah. I think you can buy like the equivalent of Thin Mints just at the grocery store, yeah, but no one sure. does because yeah. <laughs> they're like, I'll wait till I get there. Yeah, but there's that pressure of like, oh my God, Girl Scout cookies are being sold now. I have to buy them now. Yeah. And <laughs> I just mean there's already like an established, you have like all these Girl Scouts unknowingly <laughs> raising money for your colds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess own. I'd have to like work my way up to like the head of the Girl Scouts. <laughs> you have to you have to take yeah. advantage of already established consumer capitalist exactly. tendencies. Yeah, but without oh. anyone knowing what the real cause is for. Right. Yeah. So is that more work? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. So that'll be maybe until I think of a better idea. What about you, Heidi? <laughs> oh man. So I was gonna say I would catch feral cats. But, like, there's I already mean, animal what? shelters, and there's already too many, like... Wait, but what would you... Where's the money? Well, so I, I know, yeah, exactly. How so is that like, a... Cats don't have money ever, ever Heidi. So maybe I would just train the cats to steal stuff for me. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh. Like, cat cult. You see you the little cat circuses? Cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'll do a cat circus. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Everyone wants to see a cat do cute tricks. Right? Yeah. And I could sell all the food for your shows. <laughs> oh, yeah, that... Go. We could definitely... Oh, we could yeah. A cult trifecta. Aerial cats with... Catering. I do oh, try to put my cat in my, my hammock sometimes. <gasps> All right. I think we figured it out. She likes it. She really likes it. You know, once she figures out that she's like not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Get over the initial. Like, I, I, I give her a minute. I wait till the swing stops. I mean, that's when you train any new person with Ariel, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's fun until you realize you, you're not going to die, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's no, even fun cat. then. I practice with my cat at home. <laughs> It'll be totally safe. Definitely. I'm not going to get scratched at all no. <laughs> oh, no. 
All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Jen. Um, so if people have questions for you or if they just want to get to know you a little better, is there any way they can find you on the internet, on the cloud? Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, What's your Instagram and uh, Twitter handles? I, well, I think it's just under my name, Jennifer <laughs> Einstein, but it could also be Luna Stolfinas. Okay. Um, and on, on Twitter, I think I put my handle as Aerial Scientist. Sweet. Well, there'll be links on the website, too, so you can go check them out cool. there. Cool. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank Thanks. <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about our guest's research or the topics that were covered in today's episode, check out our website at cinemasciencepodcast.com. You can find us collectively on Twitter at CinemaSciCast, and you can find Heidi at PandaBumha. Anne doesn't have a Twitter, but her dog Hubble sure does. You can find him at Hubble Gibson. Our intro and outro music was composed by Kagan Breitenbach. You can find more information about him at our website, but also check out his personal website at kaganbreitenbach.com. The first season of Cinema Science was graciously funded by the University of Utah's Neuroscience Initiative. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Bye!